Welcome to the Organizepreneur Podcast, the ultimate podcast for female entrepreneurs looking to supercharge their business. I'm Eldrima Harper, host of the Organizepreneur Podcast. I'm also a business organizing strategist and coach where I specialize in helping solopreneurs, freelance professionals, and service-based providers. This is to ignite, build, and transform your business dreams into reality. If you're feeling overwhelmed, struggling to manage clients and tasks, and worried about things slipping through the cracks, you're in the right place. With my signature framework, not only are you able to get your time back and get on track, but also turn your passion and hard work into a sustainable and profitable venture. Welcome to the Organizepreneur uh, podcast, where we help female entrepreneurs to be more successful in their business. Today, I am on here live with my friend, Heather Black, who actually helps people with their events. But we're going to get into that and so many other things in just a little bit. But I'm super excited. We met at my networking event um, and had just like an instant connection because we were just talking about how we love meeting people and when there's just this instant connection in chemistry and uh, we, you know, we just want to get to know them a little bit better. And so that's how it was when she came to the uh, networking event. And um, yeah, so I'm just super excited to have her on today. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me, Heather. How are you today? Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, I loved your networking event. It's one of the best that I have done. I've been diving in and trying lots of different ones. Um, and yours is one of the well, most well-organized ones that I have been on as well as effective. Um, so I appreciate that. I am doing quite well today. I am thrilled to be here and share some tips with you about organizing events um, with you and your listeners. And uh, yeah, I'm happy to be here on Friday. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Happy Friday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, thank you for saying that about our event because... <laughs> I was going to ask you if you had some, you know, interesting, um, not interesting, but, you know, maybe a few tips on how we can make that better. But, you know, if you think of something, you know, fine. If not, you know, uh, because there's always room for improvement, right? There's always, you know, ways we can tweak it, make it better, you know, things like that. So, Heather, for the sake of the listeners... Uh, who's never engaged with you before, may not even know you. Tell us a little bit about yourself and who you serve. Absolutely. So I'm originally from South Carolina. I now live in the fabulous uh, Sin City, Las Vegas. Um, probably event capital, it feels like sometimes. Um, I have over 20 years of experience in events, primarily in the nonprofit world, doing education events for physicians and veterinarians. Um, and decided a little over a year ago to branch out on my own because I wanted to serve a smaller community of those, I call my clients, titans of transformation. Um, they are those coaches, those motivational speakers that are just out there empowering people and helping people live their very best version of themselves and their life. Um, so I help them with their events so they can impact more people and reach more people because that's really what events are about, right? It's just impacting multiple people at one time as opposed to in small group and one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions when you can get into a room of 30 50 300 people um you can just impact more lives in such a positive way so that is who i serve um if you have a powerful message that you want more people to hear and you need some help organizing all of those details and keeping that train on the tracks i'm your girl um i love to be organized with my events and just manage all those details um so you do not have to drown in details to level up your impact and your income i am here to help you with that i love that i love it um so when did you know that this was your path did you like at nine years old think okay i want to organize events no, I know? didn't. You know, it's funny how I came into the event industry. I have a degree in public relations. Um, and for straight out of college, I went straight into a communications department. 
and um, shared an office with the meeting planner. That was the first I had ever heard of meeting planner role and event planning role. And um, she left and I kind of just kind of helped fill that gap, right? Just kind of help keep the train moving along the tracks. And I was like, oh, I think I kind of like this. But because that wasn't my background and wasn't my education, they hired somebody. Then I got married and moved and I just kind of lucked into a job um, that that's what I did prom a lot of the time was event planning. I did some other things for the organizations that I worked with. But um, as I started doing it, I was like, wow, this is like my jam. Like, <laughs> I love this. It fits with the way my brain works. And you get to be organized and you get to, to think ahead because I'm always trying to be ahead of the game, right? Like what's going to happen if this happens and have a plan of action for everything that could potentially, you know, happen at your event. And it just worked with my personality. Um, I like to be in the background. I'm an introvert. So I love being in the background and dealing with all of the things and letting somebody else be that front facing um, star of the show, so to speak. Um, I'll be back there in the back, making sure that your microphone's working and that your slides are up and that you've got your walk-in music. Um, but I don't want to be on the stage. Thank you. <laughs> So it really was just one of those, um, the universe just made it happen moments and I got into it and I loved it. And, um, I just got tired of working the nine to five for somebody else. And I was like, I really can have more impact if I'm helping people on a sort of a smaller scale to some degree, but much more individualized yeah. um, work that I do. So, yeah, yeah. It's funny. You said that about introverts, you know, I, I'm an introvert as well. Um, and although I've done, you know, some speaking, you know, engagements I've done, uh, used to lead worship. So I've kind of, I kind of, um, I don't know, just kind of push myself out of my comfort zone. Um, and, but I, I'm still very comfortable, you know, on the back end, <laughs> very comfortable on the back end. And, but now the thing that I love about podcasting, like, you know, we talked a little bit about earlier is that I love doing audio podcasts and uh, cause that's how I like to consume podcasts. Um, but, you know, and every now and then, you know, I'll do um, video podcasting. And even if I'm a guest on someone's podcast and they, you know, they're doing video. So I, you know, I work with that. I work with, you know, so, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm so not, yeah, I like to be behind the scene. I, I love tech, you know, tech kind of stuff and, you know, all that stuff. So, so with events, so have you found that, well, let me, let me back up. My, I want to ask you about how did the, the pandemic impact your your work how did that impact your work you know um there were no events um it became uh, i was very fortunate the job i had at the time kept everyone employed um and we just kind of pivoted we had just had a very successful conference like our conference was in february of 2020 huge at the time i was working on a four-day like 15,000 person conference um we had it in mid-february and i remember we had I had had to go and find hand sanitizer and wipes and all these things that we never even used, but it was just there, right? People were just, it was just in that initial conversation. I had a driver and we kind of teased him about it. He was like, can I wear a mask? And I'm like, yeah, whatever. You know? <laughs> and fast forward a month later and we're all wearing masks, right? And I was like, oh, I should have listened more to him and invested in some stock or something. But, um, <laughs> you know, we at the time we had had our successful conference, but we also had a hands on facility that we did events at here in Las Vegas every, every week. And all of that came to a stop. It all came to a grind. And we had to find new ways to communicate um, and educate um, the people that relied on us for their education. So we pivoted pretty quick into the high, you know, to the virtual world. Um, and it was a whole new world of tech, right? Like a whole new world of how does this work? Um, and think, you know, I'm one of those people that's appreciative that the pandemic happened because first of all, I realized that working the 50, 60 hour weeks that I was doing before was not the life I wanted to continue, which led me to moving forward, you know, thinking about starting my own business mm -hmm. and, um, and how that would look. 
but also it opened up a whole new world of people that you can meet. Then the amazing people that I have met on virtual networking events are people that I would probably never have had the opportunity to meet. So for me, from the event standpoint, it opens up so many more opportunities to reach so many more people. So um, I love doing virtual and hybrid events because it just um, grows your impact. You're mm -hmm. no longer limited to the people who can travel to your event or who can who are local, right? You can now reach a global audience. And that yeah. to me is just an amazing thing. So I'm thankful um, for many reasons for, for the pandemic happening because it opened up so many new avenues of reach and impact for people. Yeah, yeah. I so agree with you on that. I mean, you know, of course we acknowledge, you know, that there were some things that, unfortunately, you know, happened. Uh, but for me, I mean, I was just super excited. And it was really when my business partner and I, Dorothy, uh, had actually um, began to launch our virtual networking event, because I, that was one reason. There were several reasons. One reason was, I didn't like the uh, type of environment of in-person networking events. They schedule a one-on-one -on -one with you, and then they want to sell you something. So that was reason number two <laughs> that we started out. And she was like, and I, you know, I, I was talking to her, and I said, you know, I'm really tired of going to those kind of events, you know. And she was like, well, let's just start our own. I was like, okay. And so we, you know, started it. It's been almost four years, but uh, like you, it was a blessing you know, for um, my husband and I in that, you know, we uh, were blessed that, you know, we didn't have a, a lot of tragic, you know, things that happened right. uh, as a result. But again, you know, knowing and acknowledging that, you know, others have, you know, there was a lot of, you know, a lot of um, horrible things that happened as a result, you know, oh, of it. Absolutely. And I would never want to to minimize the yeah. negative impact that COVID had because obviously um, yeah. jobs lost and people lost their, their homes and they lost their lives. And I would never want to minimize that. And from a global standpoint, it was an extremely difficult time. Um, but for me personally, it was a turning point in, in my professional and my personal yeah. life. Yeah. Um, and for that, I am, I'm thankful because without it, I don't think that I would be where I am today, having this conversation, having my own business and impacting the world um, in, in a very different, different way than I was before. Um, you know, now I tell people, well, I'm, you know, I'm a change maker, right? I, I change the world one client at a time. Yeah. Um, so I'm just thankful for that, but I would never want to minimize the tragedies um, and the difficulties that other people face because I was very, very blessed and I understand that. Yeah. 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 The same here, same here. So did you actually, so you started your business uh, right after the pandemic or did you, were you kind of thinking about it before that happened? I wasn't thinking about it before that happened, but the pandemic kind of made me start thinking about, um, I liked being at home. I liked working from home. That was my first opportunity to ever do that. Yeah. I liked the, um, as an, I don't like office politics and the, and the drama and the gossip that goes on in, in offices. Um, it's just not my wheelhouse, what my, my thing. Right. And so it made me start thinking and um, I'm a very faithful God centered person. And, you know, God started laying that on my heart to start my own business. I was like, yeah. no, I don't think you mean me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But thanks for stopping by. <laughs> and um, he just kept on and, you know, there were, just number of things that occurred over the course from 2021 into 2022. Um, and was just like, finally, I couldn't ignore it anymore. I was like, okay, okay. You want me to do this? Um, I hope you know what you're doing. Cause I don't think you do. <laughs> and um, last summer Funny. I decided to start working part-time mm -hmm. and um, went part-time in my nonprofit that I was working. I was very fortunate that they, that I had that flexibility and ability and started digging in because I don't know anything about running a business right I can I can run your event all day long that's not a problem but running a business I didn't have a clue wow. and so um just started trying to learn and figure it out and so officially lost my business last November 
Um, so I'm not quite a year old in the business entrepreneurial world. And then um, he and I got into another argument earlier this year about leaving my part-time job and full faith, dive in, do the business. And I was like, no, I need another client. You need to give me my next client before I'm going to do that. No, you need to quit your job and I'm going to give you another client. And I'm not even joking with you. Uh, I had had something happen. I realized I needed to quit the job. I turned in my notice on March the 16th. On March the 17th, I met the person that's my next client. Wow. So um, it's just really been a journey to get here. And when the pandemic happened, if you had said then, okay, you know, three years from now, you're going to be running your own business. I would have laughed. (laughs) because that was not even in my realm of possibilities for my life. Right. Wow. Wow. I love, love that. Uh, Oh my goodness. So that brings about a whole lot of other questions, but (laughs) so how scary, so how scary was that? You know, it was terrifying. I'm going to be real. It was, I mean, you know, I, I'm very fortunate. My fiance is extremely supportive and financially, emotionally, all of those things. Um, But I'm a very independent woman and I do not want to rely on anyone to make sure my rent is paid. Right. Right. Like that's on me. Um, And so it was terrifying to step out into that faith and say, okay, you're going to provide. And um, I left my job early part of April yeah. And I have had to touch my savings a, a little bit. Yeah. Um, but honestly, God has been so good and has provided at every single turn. And like the clients are just, he told me in August to get prepared because this business is going to grow in a way that can only be accredited to him. Wow. And I was like, what does that look like? Just get ready. But could you give me some more details? No, just get ready. Because if I tell you, you'll be too scared to move forward. And I'm like, oh my I'm goodness. Scared now I'm scared now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think that is worth repeating. Say that again. <laughs> like if I tell you, you'll be too scared to move forward. Yeah. And so what is about to happen is going to only be, you can only say that, I, that it was done through me. Like it will wow. be to my glory. It will be, I will prove the work that can be done if you have faith in me. And I'm not joking right now. It looks like I'm going to sign my next three clients by the end of October. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Knock on wood. Praise you, Jesus. If, if that's yes. how you see, but I was wow. going to a meeting this morning and I was like, you said it was going to explode and it is about to explode. And he was like, I wasn't joking. This is real. It's about to get real. Buckle up, buttercup. <laughs> Buckle up, buttercup. Right, right. Oh, my goodness. I, I really hope that whoever's listening to this episode, that if they don't get anything else, they get that part. Because so many times we we want, give me the next step, Lord. Tell me what's what that is going to look like. You know, tell me we tell me, tell me, tell me what, you know, that kind of thing. And God is like, I need you to make a step first. First, I need you to make a step of faith first. And it ta- faith is full of action, but it, it's an action word. But go ahead, because because you want to say some more. And I can see that. Go ahead. <laughs> so when I was first thinking about my business and what it would look like, I had the name, but I wasn't. And what I was, you know, kind of had an idea. Um, but I wasn't sure yet. Right. Like I was like, I don't think I want to do this. This is scary. Um, I, I need that consistent income. I need to know that I can pay my bills. And um there was an injured pigeon in the road. I'm not lying, a pigeon. And I said, oh my gosh, what do I do with this? Well, how do I help your pigeon? And he said, go get the pigeon out of the road. Well, okay, but what next? So the whole time, so I had to park my car and I had to walk back to where the pigeon was. And um, I was like, what do I do with the pigeon when I get it out? You know, what, what do I do then? Just get the pigeon out of the road. And the mm-hmm. whole way back, he and I are having this conversation. And this pigeon is now curled up in a ball in the road, right? Like terrified because cars are, are going past it. And um, I was like, okay, I'm going to get the pigeon out of the road, but I have no idea what's going to happen after that because you're just not telling me. And I put my hands on that pigeon 
I am not exaggerating when I say he flew away. The minute I touched him, he flew away. And I was like, okay. And God said, I told you, you just had to get the pigeon out of the road. You do not need to know all the steps. You just need to take the first one. And I said, oh, you mean like with your my business? And he said, exactly like that. Now get out of the road because I'm still standing in the road because I'm <laughs> in such shock that this pigeon that I, in my mind was probably got a broken wing and he's going to, I'm going to have to take care of him and he's going to be living in my bathtub for six months. Like, I don't even know what's about to happen. Right. And he flew away. Wow. Because you don't have to know all the steps. You just oh have to take the first one. Yes. You know, I mean... Oh my goodness, this is so powerful and it's going to be so encouraging for those who are, maybe they are in that place where they, you know, they kind of got their foot, you know, in the water, one foot in the water, one foot out, and they're asking the Lord like, okay, well, what do I do now? You know, just on the fence kind of thing. And hopefully my prayer is that they will exercise the kind of faith that's needed so that they can take the leap. Right. Absolutely. I mean, you got to get in the water and wow. you have to, it, but I'll tell you, it's terrifying. And there yeah. are still days that I just, I wake up and I go, what if I don't get my next client? What if it, and God's like, I got you. Yeah. I got this. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. That girl, <laughs> I am telling you, that is why I was like, what was, you know, the, the, the connection, this was the connection. This was the connection. And this was the reason why I didn't know exactly why, you know, I wanted you to be on my podcast, but this is why, this is why, because this is going to be so encouraging to others. Girl, I'm telling you, mm, mm, mm. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, let me look at, let me get back to some questions, but I really, again, I really want people to, to, if they, if they stop right here and just got that piece, it's, it's, it's worth the time. It's, it's, it's definitely worth the time. So you, you launched your business, you launched your business. It's a scary kind of thing. And now, I mean, you're like on track to really uh, things are about to explode, just like God, you know, is promising you that if you just walk in faith, just, you know, take the, believe in me, I, I got you, I got you, right? Right. So what are some things, so I, I want to pivot just a little bit because you have a lot of experience in this space, even though you just launched your business. You have right. a lot of, so what are some things that you see, maybe some mistakes that people make when they, you know, have events, when they, you know, launch events or have an event or whatever, you know, what are some things that you see people do, you know, and it's like, mm, I would, I probably wouldn't have done that if I were you. <laughs> so I think there are, um, a lot of things that when you don't, when you've never done an event before, one of the things that you don't know is what you don't know. Right. And so people, when you, you've been to an event, you think this was so much fun. This was awesome. I can do this. Let me tell you about the amount of work that goes in behind the scenes. Okay. And a lot of people underestimate the details and they don't think through the event. I don't want you to say, I want to have, a women's conference for 50 women in March in, you know, I don't know, Montana, right? Great. That's good. I want you to understand your why. What are people coming to this event for? What are they going to leave with? Why do I care about your event? Because if you don't understand the why of your event, you're not going to be able to communicate that and you're not going to be able to market it and you're not going to be able to reach people. But further to that is your why is going to dictate your budget. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when you're trying to make those tough decisions, like, do I have 
the steak tartare or do I have the grilled chicken? You go back to your why. Yeah. If your why is because I want people to experience the fabulous food and the steaks in Montana, then that's going to dictate the higher end meal. If your why is because I want to empower women to live their very best life and to know who they are in God as women, then you can have the grilled chicken. You really have to sit down and identify your why for this event because that's what's going to keep you motivated when you're sitting there trying to make the tough decisions about your menus and the tough decisions about your speakers and who you, who you can and cannot have for your budget. Um, so that's the thing I think people miss so often is they just want to have an event because yeah, I can reach a lot of people and I can make some money. That's great. Yeah. But what are you communicating to these people? Yeah. Why are they coming to your event? What are they going to leave with? How is it going to impact their lives? Yeah. Please yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people don't don't start, you know, planning their events based on the why. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So you so I know you help people and you know you manage their events and you like behind the scenes and everything. Are you coaching people as well in this area? You know, it's funny that you should ask that. One of the services I just am adding to my business now is a consulting package. Um, I have a couple of different options um, because people do want to do it for themselves or they might not have the money to pay somebody to come in and manage all the details. Um, But I want you to make the right decisions, right? Like, I don't want you to be like, I don't know what this clause means in the contract, but it's probably fine if I sign it. No, it might not be fine if you sign it. I want you to understand your contracts. I want you to understand how to go through the proper vendor selection. And so I'm offering consulting now in my business. Um, and you can buy, buy it an hour at a time, or I have packages where I can actually help you and review some things and give feedback mm-hmm. um, and answer, you know, have a follow-up call to answer additional questions as they come up. Um, because it's so important for events that you don't just plan it and be like, I'm just going to throw some tables in a room and have a speaker. Blah, blah. I want you to think through not just your why, but think through what can happen. I want you to be prepared to manage those details because I tell people, um, if you don't manage your event, your event will manage you. If you haven't thought through some of the things that could happen and you're not prepared for those things, um, you're not going to have an enjoyable event. Right. Your people might not know anything. But you're not going to have an enjoyable event. And why shouldn't you enjoy it if you're if it's your event? I mean, it's supposed to be fun. That is true. You know, I don't think people actually think. uh, That's a very good point. (laughs) I don't think people actually think about that. And there's nothing wrong with thinking about, you know, the attendees and their experiences. Of course, you want to create an experience for everyone else. But. What about you? (laughs) Because like, if you don't, like you're saying, if you don't have, if you don't enjoy it, and if you don't have a good experience, a good experience with it, then you may not want to do another one, right? (laughs) Right. And so, yeah. Yeah. And I've seen that happen. I've seen people enter the events industry and they don't have a good experience and they leave the event industry. And I think what a tragedy. Because it's just such an amazing space to be in. Um, the experience that you, you can create for other people. I love, you know, seeing people over and over again at events and being like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. You, you help me with, the, you know, whatever. And it's just such a great way to build relationships and, and just have a positive impact. And so I hate when people have a bad experience working in an event or attending an event and they're like, I don't want to ever have to do that again because that's just the event space is special. The people who work in events are special. Um, It's a very, you have to have a certain kind of heart to be able to do it because it's tough. It's a tough, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. And that's the other thing people underestimate the amount of effort that goes into managing a successful event. Yeah. And paying attention to details is one of the things that I used to do 
um, when I was on staff at my church, I was, that was one of the things that I was responsible for were, you know, the events and the conferences and things like that. And, oh my gosh, there's a lot of detail, you know, that goes into it. Right. So, so do you have a dream client? I was thinking about this when I first, do you, is there a dream client that you would like to do an event for? Like, I want, I would really like to do an event for that person. Um, I have a list of dream clients. Okay. 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 Um, and, uh, but if I had to pick one person, it has to be Mel Robbins. Got it. Okay. Is that I, right? Yeah. She is just, I love her and I love the message that she sends. I love yeah um, reading her posts and, and she's just such a positive and encouraging person. Um, you know, all of her emails end with, if nobody's told you today, I love you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just such a positive thing. And I would, would like, you could just take me straight to heaven. after that. <laughs> have, you, have you ever reached out to her? I haven't yet. I will okay. one day. Okay. 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 <laughs> now, I have. and you, are you subscribed to her uh, podcast? I am subscribed to her podcast okay. Okay. and her email and yeah. I follow her, you know, I stalk her on all the social media. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm subscribed to her podcast I, because I love her. I love how she articulates the message in terms of the content and her interviewing style and all of that, you know, so, you know, I, I follow, you know, her podcast because I'm, I'm learning how to get better, you know, at podcasting and interviewing and things like that. But yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. I was just wondering, you know, if you, if you um, had someone, cause everybody has someone, you know, that, you know, that it's like, I, I would love to, you know, plan this person's event or plan, you know, whatever that is, you know? So, yeah. So any plans to write a book or since you're, you know, launching your consulting and things like that, any plans for that? I don't have any um, plans to write a book around event planning. I'm writing a historical fiction novel for someday. Um, but I am planning uh, hopefully next month to have like my first workshop um, and we're going to be talking about how to know your business is ready for events because um, you need to make the right decisions of, of what kind of event you're going to have. Don't just start with a seven day international retreat. Please, please don't do that. Um, <laughs> so where are you? Where are you in your business and how to make the right decisions to make sure when you get to the seven day international retreat that you're successful at that? Yeah. Um, so that's coming, um, hopefully mid October, um, early November. Gotcha. So the type of events that you like to do are primarily like, you know, conferences and, you know, things like that. We're not talking like wedding events or anything like that, right? I have a strict rule about Zillas. I don't do any event where there could be a Zilla. So bridezillas, momzillas, groomzillas, um, you know, I love it. bridal showers, baby showers, <laughs> that's not my jam. But if I love need, it. <laughs> if you need to do a retreat, you need to want, you want to hold a conference, you want to hold a virtual or a hybrid um, event, primarily focused on um, education, um, empowering and improving people's lives. I'm your girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. I love that. So the, the thing, you know, like you said, is to make sure that you understand your why, you know, why you're doing it. That is like the most important um, thing when it comes to that. Have you seen, what, what have you seen? Are there some other things that you've seen in the industry? Like, you know, that's like, ah, uh, you know, maybe it's going, you see the industry going in the wrong direction or, you know, whatever. You know, is there anything like other pointers, maybe, maybe some other pointers? That's what I want to ask that you would um, give to people. Yeah, sure. I, let me, let me 
pull all of the knowledge. I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm I'm a, I'm a processor, so it's like give me a moment just to process. That, yeah, let me you know? let me process that <laughs> for a second. Um, I will say this: this was one of the things when I first started in the industry that I got hung up on. Um, it was where I struggled the most, and that was food and beverage. Food and beverage is important to your event, but it is not the be all end all. Okay. Um, I mean, unless you're planning of, if you're a foodie and that's, that's the purpose of your event, that's your why, then obviously it is. But in most cases, um, unless the food is just absolutely terrible, people aren't going to remember what they ate at your conference. So don't get hung up on those details. Focus on the details that are going to make that impact of your why. Um, Cause I used to spend way too much time trying to pick menus because it all sounded so good. <laughs> Uh, understand who your audience is and what they're going to enjoy uh, right if you're having a conference for vegetarians please don't serve steak obviously right that seems like a no-brainer but so cater to your audience in that way but don't get caught up in those minutia details that far you're spending hours agonizing over your menu somebody's not going to like it yeah. okay yeah. And the bottom line somebody's not going to like what you picked and somebody else is going to love it yeah. so um agonize over the things um that really matter to move your to move your why forward that people are going to go home and six months later they're going to be like wow that speaker just really blew my mind with that i implemented this from that conference and it has changed my life those are the things to to focus on don't get caught up in the minutiae that no one's going to remember in six months that you ran out of coffee yeah (laughs) yeah In that moment, they're probably annoyed, but six yeah. months from now, they're not going to remember that. <laughs> has there has there been an event that you've done where you thought, oh my gosh, this was like, this has been like the worst experience ever? Has has there been one of those? <laughs> you don't have to say who it was or what happened, but just. <laughs> you know, I have been, um, there's. No matter how hard you plan, no matter what you do, um, there's always going to be something that goes wrong, right? And I always look at those as learning opportunities. And um, so you can do better the next time because then something else will go wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been very blessed to work with some amazing organizations and some amazing events. Um, And I really don't have an event that I was just like, oh, my God, that was just the worst thing. I think the hardest event that I ever had to do um, I had an event on nine scheduled for nine 13, 2001. Mm. And all of my speakers were flying in. Um, except of course we all know that right. they didn't. Yes. Um, and so it was a very difficult situation. It was for physicians. So they can't just reschedule for the next week or the next right. month or whatever. Um, and it was, what do we do? And, we pulled off what was ended up being one of our most successful events. We totally had to pivot and we had to have people bring their case studies um, of interesting cases they had done. This was for a group of um, urologists. So that's all, it was always fun with them. Just don't walk in when they're doing their presentations. That's the only, that's the only piece of advice for you on that one. (laughs) Um, They were amazing people and we ended up, um, having people we had our highest rate of on-site registrations because people that were supposed to be traveling weren't traveling yeah so the lesson in all of that um because we were afraid it was going to be a disaster and that we were going to have to issue refunds and and so forth and the the lesson in all of that was um just be prepared to pivot yeah be prepared for the unexpected um, but I really have not ever had an event that burned to the ground or, yeah. um, was just an utter total disaster. Um, but I have, uh, I have some wild stories. I'll bet. <laughs> I'll bet. <laughs> we may yeah. have to save that one for another, uh, another episode. Like, you know, we want to do that one after dark. <laughs> <laughs> right. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, I wanted to pivot for just a second and then we'll, you know, um, you know, close, um, you know, in the episode. But I wanted to because one of the things, you know, I, I love to ask people is about, you know, their decluttering challenge or if they 
you know, getting organized or a system, you know, or what have you that, you know, that I can help them with. So is there any, you know, question, burning question or something that perhaps I can help you with on while we're, while we're chatting? Um, yeah, you know, I am, um, I'm a keeper of things, right? I'm borderline hoarder. That's just, I'll be real. Um, you can, you can see behind me. I know your guests can't see behind me, but I have a hard time, um, letting go of things that have sentimental value. So how do you guide people in determining what they should let go of and how to let go of that, um, SpongeBob, Bob, SpongeBob mug that my niece and nephew gave me for Christmas, you know, almost 20 years ago. How do you guide people through that process? Okay, so that it's a great, great question. Um, and it's one that is probably one of my biggest challenges. Um, because I am one that um, I can't remember, you know, if I had mentioned it to everyone on, on the networking event, but I am one that um, I'm one of my own clients. And the reason I had even launched my organizing business in the first place was because that's my challenge. I'm like an organized pack rat. I love to hold on to stuff. So I'm very organized, but lot had, you know, had a lot of clutter. But um, as far as, as far as sentimental things, I would say that number one, remember that the, it's not in the stuff. It's not in the item, you right. know, like it's not in the mug. It's not in the, you know, that's, you remember those, those people, you know, in your heart. And sometimes I know, you know, we want to hold on to something because, oh, you know, it invokes, you know, certain emotions and memories and things like that. Now, I will say for me personally, when I help others in that process, I always advise to, which is something that I do for myself, I have one container where I have uh, items of memory. And it's so tempting to keep all of them, but it's not advisable. So find one, you know, that perhaps maybe evokes the, maybe the most emotion or the most favorable uh, memory um, and hold on to that one. I, I never, I never take my clients through a process where they have to get rid of everything. Um, but you can't hold on to everything either right. because one of the things that I always, you know, I think about is the fact and is the fact that, um, I, you know, my husband and I don't have, we don't have any children, but those who have children or even, you know, if you're, let's just say, you know, when you leave this earth, what do you really want to leave all of that stuff for them to make those kind of decisions about you? You know what I mean? Ooh, um, yeah. You know, now when, when we're gone, we're not thinking about that, but now is the time to think about that, you know, because so many of us have, have, I know, you know, for me have lost loved ones and they just left so much stuff for people to go through. And that's such a, that's a burden. Yeah. You know, you're, you're left to make, decisions for that person when you know it, it would have been better if we had made that decision together you know that type of thing so I would say you know a memory box or memory you know mine is like the size of a, an office box okay. I, it, nothing once that box is full I'll either have to purge you know and get rid of some stuff if I want to add something else because I've had to do that where I had like several things. It's like, really? I, you know, so, but it's one of the biggest challenges that people have because they want to hold on to those things. You know, uh, yeah. I used to keep a lot of Christmas cards, birthday cards. Now I only keep the cards and I don't get a lot of cards, but I only keep those that something that I get from my husband. That's it. You know, um, 
and but a container, maybe a pretty box or something. Don't let it, you know, once once it starts to overflow, don't let it go beyond that, you know, that um if you start if you have to go to the store and get another box, it's too much. That's yeah, what I'm lid, saying. If the lid won't go on, if the lid won't go down, <laughs> I got you. That's too much. That's too much. And then so that uh, you know, think about, you know, um, you know, when you when you leave this earth, do you really want someone else to have to go through that, you know, type of thing? Think about those things. And this and then just really try to um if it's just one thing that you can keep, you know, from that person, then just you know, keep that. So that would be the three things that I would suggest, um, you know, in going through and just purge often, as often as you can. Um, yeah. You know, if, if like, think about when you get ready to move, if you get, if let's just say you plan to move. <laughs> I don't know about you, but it's like, when I look around and it's like, I'm seeing all this stuff, I don't want to, at yeah. 65, look, at 65 years old, I'm thinking, mm-mm, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's no, just, I'm too old for that, you know, so, yeah, yeah. so is, is that kind of helpful? That is extremely helpful, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I might have to have two boxes, but I won't go beyond two boxes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go beyond, make that your minimum, you yeah, know? I mean, make that yeah. the, the uh, maximum. Don't go I like minimum. It. I liked minimum. Two box minimum. I'm good with it. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I think yeah. that I think the two boxes uh, is is more than enough. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's a good maximum to have. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, and the other thing that people have a um a lot of trouble with is paper holding on to paper. You know, a lot of. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, and but I also think what's ap what's happening is that people start to get rid of the paper, but then it turns into those digital documents, and they're oh. overwhelmed with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Organizing your digital files um, is important yeah. so that you can find those important memories and you can find your important documents. Um, if anybody looked at the number of folders on my Google Drive, you'd probably feel overwhelmed. But when you stop and look at it, um, it's all so well organized that I can easily find what I'm looking for. Same in my email. Like it's all folders and, and all those things. You have to organize the digital part of your life as much yes. as you organize the physical part of your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. So with that, you know, you transfer that whole thing to your sentimental items, you know, that 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 way of thinking, you know. Uh, as well, uh, but you you know you'll typically know you know what's in there, but then over time, like some things, I know for me it has happened. You know, like I said, you know I've gone through and it's like, hmm, I don't I don't see I don't feel the need to still hold on to that. You know, so yeah. so yeah, so from time to time, you know, do that. You can even put like an expiration date in terms of. Uh, this is one tip that I that I've heard. I can't remember the lady's name right now, but she. Uh, helps people with their organizing is that in the memory box, what she does, she, she suggests you having one document in there that tells everyone what to do. Should you leave before them? Oh, I think smart. that's, I think that is a great tip. That's a great tip. Yeah. 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 And so, yeah. So I think, you know, you have like a little list, you know uh, even if it means, you know, give this to so-and-so and so-and-so, you know, throw this away, you know, that type of thing. I think that's a, I think that's probably a better tip than what I've given you. <laughs> so. <laughs> they're, they're all good tips. I love all of that. And I, yeah. I definitely need to be doing some application of those yeah, tips. Yeah. Yeah. So, so any, any parting thoughts for the listeners in terms of events, business, you know, anything that you want to share, you know, um, I'll just, I'll leave your listeners, um, with this. It's been a pleasure to be here today and I hope that this has been helpful for them. Um, my tip is do it terrified, but you don't have to do it alone. 
if you oh, need man. help with your events, um, you need you need help figuring out should I even be in the event space, right? Should I even be adding events to my business? Mm-hmm. Um, reach out and let's have a conversation about that. Um, but do it terrified. Yeah, yeah. Now, do you have like a cheat sheet or something um, uh, for the listeners, or you know, something that like you know, like a little cheat sheet or something that you know you've created or anything like that haven't done that one yet or what um i'm going to be putting together a checklist of things you know kind of a timeline of when you should be doing xyz for your events um and so that will be available um hopefully once i get my workshop up and going that'll be one of the things that's available so um, that is in progress in progress yes yes i'm glad i'm glad that's going to be so helpful for so many people. And so with that, um, just letting everyone know that listens to the podcast that all of Heather's contact information will be in the show notes. Make sure that you reach out to her. Uh, This was such a powerful, powerful uh, show. And I have just absolutely loved interviewing you Heather on on the show today. We have got to do this again. Yes, please. This has been so much fun. I've loved this. Um, thank you so much for having me on. I'm going to apply the tips that you gave me, um, and I do hope that your listeners will um, reach out, even if it's just to have a, a short thirty minute conversation that's complimentary, just to run some questions by me about their events. Um, I'm here for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thanks everyone for joining me on the Organized Preneur Show. I hope that you have enjoyed all the information that was shared today. Make sure again that you reach out to Heather if you need any uh, assistance in terms of organizing your event. And if you've enjoyed the show, make sure that you click subscribe, listen, do all those things that you do for those podcasts and uh, and share it with others. Don't be stingy. <laughs> share it with others. <laughs> and so that is all we have today from the Organized Preneur Show. And uh, we will talk to you Start. soon. Thanks for joining and subscribing to the podcast. Simply go to organizedpreneurpodcast.com. And also check out the freebies available, including a free training at theorganizedpreneur.com. So you ready? Let's go.